Realtor.com is making a stand for buyer representation, and you can too. Join Realtor.com in sharing the list of 111 things buyer's agents do. Visit Realtor.com slash buyer agent toolkit to help spread the word. Buyer agents are essential. I think how you define yourself as an MLS, I think first you have to understand what your value proposition is. We really view ourselves as a data company and a service company. Definitely with that data, we embed that into technology and bring products to our subscribers. I truly believe an MLS creates this ecosystem around this transaction. You know, we touch it from the beginning when someone lists a house or buy a house, through that whole process, all that piece is there. How does that relate to your subscribers in order for them to give a more seamless experience to their buyers and sellers? But I really think the MLS of the future is creating, definitely part of this would be around data. Data now isn't just, it's a four bedroom, two and a half bath with a two car garage. Holistic property data, I think is becoming more and more important Welcome to the Real Trending Podcast, where your host, Tracy Velt, Senior Director of Data and Content, interviews the brightest minds in real estate. Each week, brokerage leaders, top agents, team leaders, and industry experts join Tracy to share trends, secrets to success, and lessons they've learned navigating this ever-changing industry. Welcome to the Real Trending Podcast. I'm your host, Tracy Velt. I'm the Senior Director of Data and Content for Housing Wire. And today I'd like to welcome Gene Millman. He is the President and CEO of RE Colorado. Gene has been in the real estate industry for nearly 40 years as a real estate practitioner, um, a manager, an owner. He was a member of the board of directors at Trend MLS, serving as a chairman um, for three years. And then following the merger that created Bright MLS, he transitioned to the newly created board of directors and he served as vice chair. So now he is at the helm of RE Colorado since 2020, and he's built a vision to empower trusted, cooperative, and comprehensive real estate marketplace to position customers for success. So welcome, Gene. Thank you, Tracy. It's an honor and a pleasure to be here. So thank you for the invitation. Yeah. So you're doing some great things at RE Colorado, and I really just wanted to start out with a little um, summary of what's happening right now. I know you announced some new partnerships with some different states, and um, that collaboration is really important to you as the leader of, of um, the MLS. So tell me a little bit about what's going on right now. Well, perfect. Thank you. And I'm actually very impressed you knew our vision statement. So thank you for sharing that with everyone. <laughs> I, I love that you did that. Um, absolutely. We're so excited about these uh, partnerships that we've kind of been working on uh, kind of with like, like-minded MLSs, we kind of say, you know, we have kind of the same business DNA. But really, I think the the reason for uh, having these uh, collaborations uh, across, um, you know, a lot of things, as you know, we've got collaborations with the data shares that was recently talked about. You know, we've done collaborations as well with some tech side, as you know, uh, already distributed MLS grid, you know, those sort of things, uh, Nestfully, those sort of things as well. But really for the data share piece, it was really about how do we keep our subscribers as a trusted advisor to a transaction or to the relationships that they built with their clients. You know, a lot of them have had these clients for years if they've been in business. So when those clients have a life event that happens that maybe takes them outside of Colorado into some other areas, we still love for that agent to be that trusted advisor. 
that they can come to them and with these uh, collaborations and data share that we have um, with different people across the country, at least that way that agent can give them some information, share some of those properties with them, be able to give them a little bit of the insight in there. And then once they make the decision to where they're gonna go, that agent can really do that, I think that personal touch handoff to an agent in that marketplace. Um, so again, first thing is we're keeping them at the trusted advisor, keeping them at the center of this. And then also at the end of the day, we hope that there is some financial reward for that through a referral fee or something like that. But it's really about making sure that we're keeping them as a trusted advisor. Conversely, it could be the other way. Someone in these marketplaces could also be coming to Colorado. And definitely we want to make sure that we can also have uh, leads coming in to our system, to our agents and our subscribers here as well. So it's really a two-way street, um, but it's really about focusing on um, our subscribers and their relationship with their clients, whether they're buyers or sellers. Okay. And so I have the states as Georgia, Florida, California, and Kansas. Are you looking at other partnerships with other regional MLSs? Absolutely. I mean, again, we're, we're open to have a discussion with probably anyone that wants to talk about that and, and help do something for our shared subscribers uh, that they have and we have. Also, you know, also, we're looking inside the state, too. We're definitely open to you know, doing that uh, within Colorado. So it's a mixture outside Colorado, within Colorado. But I would tell you, we are happy to talk to anyone that will really want to talk about that. Absolutely. We would love to engage in those conversations. Yeah, that's great. Um, you know, obviously, collaboration is so important in the real estate industry in general. Um, and we're going to jump right into those commission lawsuits because they have a lot of people speculating on the future of the industry. Um, and really, no matter what, things will change. What that is, is kind of up in the air. Um, so tell me a little bit about what RE Colorado is doing to kind of keep pace with this change or stay in front of, um, you know, possible outcomes. Sure. I mean, I think, you know, all of us as leaders in any industry, but specifically, you know, the real estate space, there's things you can control and there's things that you cannot control. Uh, these lawsuits are probably more out of our control than in our control, uh, as you know. Um, are we following them? Are we keeping updates on them? Absolutely. And seeing how uh, what changes are going to be affected by those. Absolutely. So we're looking at that. But I think what we're really trying to do is kind of really focus on our subscribers more than anything right now, because also outside of the legal landscape of the real estate industry, there's an economic change that's happening as well. And I think we that's something we equally have to be attuned to with our subscribers. What are they seeing in their marketplace? Um, engaging with them uh, as we sit and, and talk to them. So I think those things are truly important to find out. Stop guessing what they want. Let's ask them what they want. And we're doing a lot of things. And uh, we've kind of, I don't think we've coined the phrase, but we kind of feel we've coined it for Ari Colorado. How do we get this collective intelligence with our, with our subscribers? What are their needs? What are they seeing changes in the marketplace? Definitely policy-wise, we've definitely, I think, been ahead of the curve on changing some of our policies that really create that business partnership with our subscribers. And I think that's a, an important uh, thing to think about. I think it's more important today um, with all the changes, again, from a legal piece to an economic piece, we have to become better business partners with our subscribers. 
their, their success depends upon our success. And we want to be a part of that success for them. And we want to make sure that we're there with the challenges that they're facing in the marketplace. So again, absolutely lawsuits are definitely something that we uh, kind of top of mind. But again, those things are somewhat out of our control. Let's focus on the things that are in our control. And I think that's where we have in that relationship uh, and that business partner relationship with our subscribers, helping them go through it. Definitely policies are a big part of that and making sure that they have the wherewithal to make a living for their families. And we're extremely focused on that as well. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I think there is such a, a negative tone out there, but there are a lot of opportunities right now to be more transparent, to make, like you said, those policy changes that will help um, your subscribers, you know, do business no matter what the market is or the legal environment is. Um, and there are changes within like the MLSs, like what, and, and, and I don't mean in a negative way, but I want your opinion on what you see as the future, not just of RE Colorado, but the future of the MLS moving forward. Um, and in what kind of new innovations or new things are on the horizon? Well, I think the I think how you define yourself as an MLS, I think first you have to understand what your value proposition is. And I think, you know, we're all looking for that and working toward that. I mean, for us, we really view ourselves as a data company and a service company. Um, definitely with that data, we embed that into technology and bring products to our subscribers. But really, I think right now, and I don't think a lot of people really understand this, Tracy, sometimes, is I truly believe an MLS creates this ecosystem around this transaction. Um, you know, we touch it from the beginning when someone lists a house or buy a house, through that whole process within MLS data is used, whether it's used for the appraisal, uh, whether it's used for the search function as someone goes on the MLS and, and searches. It's used in the in a mortgage process. All that piece is there. And I think what uh, for the future, define what you think you should be. How does that relate to your subscribers in order for them to give a, a more seamless uh, experience and, and a more pleasurable experience to their uh, buyers and sellers? But I really think the MLS of the future is creating, and I know, you know, definitely part of this would be around data. As I said, if you think of yourself as a data company, I think what you have to look at is, Data now isn't just, it's a four bedroom, two and a half bath with a two car garage. A property, holistic property data, I think is becoming more and more important to our subscribers, to the industry that we look at. Because if we can give them all this information really about a property to that subscriber, they can turn be educated more. They will be able to share that information with their buyers and sellers. And I think that is Roy kind of goes back to that business partner, but how do we in turn really become a part of that ecosystem of the, um, of the uh, transaction and really about the, how do we use that data, giving them a lot more data today than it is just what we've seen in the past. We need to really truly have a holistic view of that. I think the, the, the MLS is that really grab onto that and move that forward and being able to do that. Those are the ones that are going to be ahead of the curve, understanding that value proposition of what they are and how they can take that and, and really go out. And again, it's the data. Where do we get it from? Terms of use of that data. 
you know, all those sort of things. But we definitely have to, our data sets have to get richer, more in depth. I think, you know, my dream is that it should be on demand. It should be at a click of a button for a subscriber to click a button and it, it opens up that whole database of different things around that property to give them a complete view. Yeah, I mean, you've been in the um, you know industry a long time, so if I I I remember a time when there was a big debate over how much data should be shared, whether it's with subscribers or with consumers, um, yes. and and how the real estate agent would be disintermediated by that. And in fact, the opposite has happened. A lot of our consumer studies have shown that um, that people want to use a real estate agent now more than ever. So, um, so it's interesting. We, you know, the industry has been through challenges before and we came out of that a lot stronger. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think if you truly listen to your subscribers, as I talked about before, and really have mechanisms to engage with them from, you know, from the, uh, the, the, the brokers or agents that are on the street to getting, you know, we actually do an executive roundtable as well with the um, executive teams of brokerages you know, because there's a different piece of that. Also, you know, we're reaching out to the administrative assistants that are sitting in the offices. I mean, again, there's a lot of people that have their fingers in a pie, I call it, uh, of that transaction. We got to listen to them. Then what we have to do is make sure we can reiterate. We have to be agile. We have to be um, flexible in getting things done. But most importantly, you have to be able to execute. At the end of the day, it's great to make these promises, but you know, at the end of the day, you've got to be able to execute on those uh, that piece. And I and I agree. I think more and more, you know, we're not just a B to B type of business with our brokers. I think Roy, we're we're part of the B to B to C that end consumer. We're not getting in the middle of that, but we are. I think having a role in making sure that we can help that agent have that seamless interaction and that pleasant experience with the subscriber, we, I mean, with the uh, end buyer. So I think we, we have to help them facilitate that relationship. Twenty twenty four is the year to act, to make bold moves, tell better stories and build brands that endure at the thousand watt brand and marketing summit. We're putting real estate experts like you in a room with some of the greatest marketing minds around so you can turn your big ideas into action. Join us in Dallas, June 25th through the 27th for a real estate event designed for doers. Get your tickets at thousandwatt.net forward slash summit. That's one zero 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 W A T T dot net forward slash summit. You you had mentioned um, a couple of times that you're really a data company or a technology company. So why don't you tell me a little bit about some of the things that um, you're working on right now in in kind of the innovation space? Well, definitely, you probably have seen some of the um, news releases that are out there. Um, I, I think a part of this as well. Um, I'm probably digressing your question, but I promise I'll get back to it, uh, Tracy, if I may. Um, you know, I think, you know, as we talked about relationships with other MLSs and the collaboration, like-mindedness, you know, same business DNA, we talked about the engagement and collaboration with our subscribers. But I think there's another piece uh, for the future of MLS, and that is having the same collaboration with vendors out there as well. And I think that, uh, you know, we all have a story to tell. Every MLS, I believe, has a story that they want to tell about 
their company, about the industry, those sort of things. And so I think as we move forward, as you said, what are the new things? Definitely some of the newer things that we've been uh, very blessed to have uh, formed these partnerships with, and I think it's truly a partnership today, um, is, you know, Lundy uh, that's out there, which is a voice um, activated Alexa type of uh, search, um, you know, a great partner with Justin Lundy, you know, talk to him, you know, we have the same roadmap of what we think we want to accomplish. So definitely that was something that we launched a few months ago. Uh, definitely that we talked about the um, uh, Skyslope, which is really kind of that transaction management piece, but we now are really co-developing other things into that as well. Roy giving some insights into the actual contract and those sort of things to better help our subscribers. So I think as we look forward to that, we, we want to continue on. Definitely data is a big piece of, of things as well. Um, you know, uh, making sure we get the rich data sets, make sure how our data is being used, is it being licensed correctly um, as we you know look at that piece of it. So you know, all those pieces are, are, are important of what we're doing. You know, definitely, um, you know, we, we are looking for the protection of that data as well as we go forward as well. But I think right now for us is really finding from hearing from the feedback we're getting from our subscribers, finding the vendors that we really can have a partnership with, making sure they are solving for the pain points that we're hearing out there. Uh, so those are just a couple. I, there's a couple more announcements we'll probably be making over uh, the upcoming uh, months. But, uh, you know, those are probably the most recent ones that we've looked at. You know, and a lot of the things that we're trying to do as well, Tracy, is, you know, we also believe in choice for our subscribers. You know, I'm, I'm not sure if an MLS picks winners and losers uh, from that. I, I think what we're trying to also do as we look at different things to have choices and uh, for our, then our subscribers can pick the one that best fits their business. So a lot of this is around that, but uh, I think it's important with all the collaboration is also, uh, you know, really finding vendors that are going to support your vision, support your roadmap, believe in where you're going, and then really having a relationship to help them make their product better. And, and in, some, in some cases, customize it maybe a little more to your marketplace because you know what the needs of your subscribers are. So I really think that type of engagement is important. When we talk about data protection, um, you know, what are some of the big trends that you're, you're hearing out there um, as it relates to that? Well, I, I think data protection is on, on a couple of things. I mean, we're all, I think, keenly aware of four or five months ago, there was a, a breach. Uh, there was some ransomware uh, in our space. Um, and there's that's, you know, from an MLS vendor, but you're hearing it from the mortgage side. You're hearing it from title sides. You're hearing all that. Um, I think definitely there was uh, this year has been a tremendous wake up call. If you were not thinking about that in your business and having that part of your strategy, uh, you're probably a little behind the eight ball on that. Um, so definitely, I think um, everyone needs to be looking at how are they protecting their data? What systems do they have? Um, what protocols do they have in their companies about, you know, because most time, many of these breaches are not so much technical breaches, they're people breaches. People do something that in turn allows uh, that um, ransomware to get into a system. So I think you've got to look at that piece of it. Um, definitely, we are looking at, make, you know, how do we, if something would happen, making sure that we have redundant systems. Where can we reside that data so that 
those we have to realize we have to make sure that they our uh, agents and subscribers can make a living for their families and if something happens to us we have a, a large responsibility now no one's 100 protected from that i don't think anyone can say oh a guarantee we'll never have but i think you have to say if it happens how fast can you react how fast can you get things up and running so that they can put input into the listings, they uh, input listings, they can search those listings, can it be syndicated out, all those sort of things, how fast can you get that system back up in some, you know, um, base that you, some database that you have that is uh, a backup system. So, you know, we're, I think we're all working on it. I don't know if any of us perfected it yet, but I can definitely know that uh, that is high on our radar to do that. And I think we have to, and making sure also a part of this is how you know, people are using our data as well. Um, I think that is another piece of this data protection. You know, are they using it? Are they reselling it back that we to other people we don't know about? Are they reselling it back to our agents? I think all that is important too, that we have to be good stewards of that data because at the end of the day, our brokerages trust us with that. It is their data, it's not ours, but they expect us to protect it, to be good stewards of it, and, and use it correctly for them, for them to be able to continue to go out and make livings for their families. And, and I, I know we take that very seriously. I'm sure there's other MLSs that do, but to me, that is an important piece. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, and yeah, it seems like every other week there's another data breach, not necessarily in real estate, even just, um, you know, companies all across the, the U S so, yes, absolutely. so yeah. Um, where do you see the most opportunity for MLSs today? Well, I think you said it best, Tracy, and, I, and I'm, I'm glad you had the same mindset that I have. Um, you know, it's easily to be sucked into all the negativity that's out there. And I think we have to be careful that, uh, do we have to be aware of it? Yes. But do we get so deep into it that the fear paralyzes us and we're scared to move? I think that is the worst thing that could happen to all of us. I think we have to, you have to acknowledge it. You have to be a realist toward it. But then I believe there's also opportunities that will avail themselves to this. And I think we have to position ourselves for some voids that may come in and the opportunities these, uh, that also that comes in. I, I think one of the things that we've have really, um, had a, a mindset toward and really a, not so much a shift, but something that, Connie, we felt that we needed to um, really embark on. And, you know, definitely a lot of the things that are out there right now is about the buyer agent side of a, a transaction. And so we have made a really a conscious effort. And we actually have, I was having this conversation with uh, one of our vendors the other day, the same thing is we understand we have to also, you know, we serve listing agents, we serve buying agents and those who do both you know, that we have to serve all of our subscribers out there. So we're really, at this point, looking at the buyer agent side. How do we help them with their value proposition given the landscape today? And, you know, for me, and I know biased as I am from my 40 years and being a practitioner and an owner of a company, the thoughts of ever buying a house without an agent would scare me to death. Even me at 40 years and, you know, think, you know, I'm pretty versed in the industry. I still would never in the world think about going and buying a house without having um, a real estate professional help me with that process because they know the pulse of the market. They understand uh, that market. So I would definitely want to do that. So part of, part of what we're looking at is how do we 
help that value proposition with that buyer agent with that. Definitely give them more insights in writing offers, as I talked about with the sky slope and the co-development that we're doing with that. All that is to help make sure that they are the true source and center of that transaction, trusted advisor. So how do we make sure they know their value proposition in there? They have a strong value proposition. A buyer agent, just like a selling agent, has to go out and make sure they have the data to give to that seller to price the home right, prices in the marketplace. Well, we also want to make sure that we are giving that same level of high service to that buyer's agent. Understand they are valued in that transaction and helping make sure they can articulate that value to a buyer, why it would be so important for them to use an aid, a real estate professional in the transaction. We want them to be able to do that. Yeah, absolutely. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Now you have, like you said, spent nearly 40 years in, you've been, you've owned a brokerage, you've, um, you know, been on boards of MLSs. So I'm sure you've had multiple aha moments during this time, but what is maybe the most impactful one that caused you to pivot or, um, you know, maybe come up with an idea that, um, you know, really changed the face of the company? Uh, what, what was your most impactful aha moment? Wow. I mean, 40 years, I'm trying to go back. Uh, you know, I, I think, uh, any, any of us who have been around for any certain period of time, you know, Tracy as well, we could probably uh, sit down and talk about all the bumps and bruises that we have and uh, those sort of things. But, you know, also definitely there's been some um, very revealing moments uh, as we've gone through things. You know, I, I think there, there probably is a couple aha moments that you looked at. I mean, I think, you know, internally for our company, I think it is really important is to find what people's purpose and passion is. And I, as I said earlier, first, it's you have as a leader, I think you have to build a tell a story. You have to paint a picture of what you believe in. And, and it can't be faked. It, it, it has to be coming from the heart to do that. And then you have to be willing to share that vision and reinforce that vision. So I would say first thing from for us to really to be able to be proactive and execute it was really that internally aligning people in right positions. Um, I think we uh, align departments within our organization that allowed us to be that nimble, quick. Um, I think we brought in a thing, uh, a mentality of, you know, failure isn't the end of the world, but if you're going to fail, you fail forward and you fail fast and you correct and you move on and you can't be scared of that. And you also, I think in this industry overall, have to learn to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. So I would say internally, we have, uh, I think, embodied some of that and uh, that. But I think that the, the other aha moment is, is really when we um, sat back and really started to focus on what I think I mentioned earlier was this collective intelligent mentality of having this outreach and engagement to um, our subscribers on different fronts. 
And what we found that what we thought they wanted, they didn't want. I mean, we had an aha moment the other day. I'm sitting in uh, in one of these uh, consumer advisory panels and we're talking, and you know, say so what you know, and we're saying, well, hey, we're thinking about doing this, and it was like a complete, uh, I shouldn't say uproar, but they said, oh no, don't do that, please don't do that, you know, and we're like, oh, we thought that was a good thing, They're like, oh no, no, and I, you know, and and we went through and got their feedback. Why did they think that? Why were they, you know, didn't think that would be a good idea? All of a sudden, you get those moments, and you're like. You know, something maybe you thought they wanted, they didn't want, but then also something you never thought they needed. And all of a sudden they come up and are like, well, we really do need that. And it can be the most simplest thing that we were thinking, like, why didn't we think of that? And we can implement that, you know, in 30 days if we need to. And it was one of those things. And I'll just give you an example of that. About a year or so ago, we did one of these outreaches and they were having trouble uploading photos. Well, you know, any we're fortunate to have a great um, a great organization, but we have a great um, technology team. And all of a sudden, they said, "Well, if you're having problems, we can build something for you to upload all your photos, rearrange them, tag them, and just, just then you can just input them input them into the system." And we literally did that. It was kind of on the shelf already, but like within four months, we had it launched. And they're like, "Oh my God, thanks so much for that." It was those little things. So I think the aha moments, you have some big ones and you have those little ones, but those little ones can be so impactful and they can totally change your relationship with your subscribers. And so I, I, I don't know if that really answered your question, but I think it's you you look for those little moments throughout or some big, as I said, and some are little, but they're also impactful that you have and how you move your organization forward. So it's, uh, you know, definitely... Uh, I, I, I look for those every day if I can find them, you know, those moments that spark something that, you know, you're making a difference somehow. And uh, I think that's all we want. We want to make a difference for our subscribers that they truly understand that we are here for them. Yeah. Well, I mean, it is impactful. There's nothing worse than trying to upload a photo and not being able to do it and getting frustrated. And, you know, that, that seems like such a simple thing, right. but to have it run smoothly makes all the difference right. for efficiency and frustration wise. So I completely understand that. Um, well, my final question is just what's next for Ari Colorado? Wow. God, there's so many things that I think uh, is next for us. Um, you know, I think that the, the, I think it's very important to continue all these collaborations that we you know spent some time on today, Tracy. And, you know, and that is from, like I said, from uh, other MLSs um, in there. I mean, there are some great leaders in, in our in our industry right now. I mean, I uh, many that I look up to. Many I try to emulate and be my mentor uh, as we go through. Um, I continue to want to engage with those that are thinking ahead, that are kind of on the edge, and and kind of like us, you know, understanding being comfortable with this company. And uh, so we want to continue to have those outreaches on the industry-wide level that we're looking. Again, we're going to continue to engage with our subscribers in every way that we can uh, for that. I think it's also about um, the vendors as well as we as we go forward to that. But you know, I think you know, uh, uh, and we are all aspiring to make sure that our industry and our subscribers truly understand that the MLS creates effective market system. We make this market work across 
all these platforms. You know, people don't understand, you know, if you see something on, on the syndication of a realtor.com or, you know, as, you know, Zillow or any of those, that data comes from us. We're the ones that aggregate it. We're the ones that normalize and standardize it and continue to understand how important the MLS plays in, you know, a tremendous industry of, of the home uh, housing market. And we play an intricate role. And I want to continue to make sure that we can articulate our value not only to our subscribers, but to the industry. And we truly need to, to be able to do that. And most importantly, that what we want to continue to focus on is understanding that our subscribers are North Star. They're the ones that at the end of the day, we have to make sure that we're doing the best for them as well. Um, so I, you know, I think that and we'll find technology and we'll find products and we'll give services to support that as we go through. But I think uh, those are kind of if, if we can continue to do those things, everything else, I think, will fall into place for us. Yeah, what a great note to end on. And um, I do want to tell our audience that Jean will be speaking um, at our Vanguard Forum at The Gathering, which is in Scottsdale in April. I think you're speaking on April 22nd. The event is the 21st through the 24th. Yes, so. uh, and again, honored in that, uh, for the invitation. And I'm excited to to do that and uh, you know share whatever pearls of wisdom I can with people. I'm happy to do that, but I'm very humbled and, and honored. So thank you. I, I appreciate that, Tracy. Well, we're honored as well. And thanks so much for joining the Real Trending Podcast. Thanks so much. Thank you for listening to Real Trending. If you haven't already, we'd love it if you'd take a minute to rate the show or leave a comment. And we will see you next week with more news and insights.